Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. I'm your host, Heather E. Wilson, and on today's episode, I welcome Craig Brooke Hewitt, owner and master distiller of Mother's Ruin 1751, located in Cornwall, England. Today, we talk about how it all started, their flagship gin, Cornish Blue Flamingo Gin, their other yummy products, and so much more. Welcome, Craig. Hello. So happy to have you here. And as I've mentioned previously, as with all episodes, we're going to start by sharing what we are drinking today. And Craig, since you're my guest, you get to go first. What are you drinking today? So I'm drinking out of my very own glass, Cornish Blue Flamingo Gin, mixed with a Fever Tree Mediterranean Tonic. Mmm, sounds lovely and light and refreshing. It is indeed, yes. Yeah. Well... Today, I'm drinking something that doesn't really actually have a name. It's kind of a spin on a Cosmo, but it's gin, limoncello, tiny bit of triple sec, splash of cranberry juice, and garnished with lime. I don't really have a name for it because I just sort of made it up because I had extra cranberry juice and some limoncello, and (laughs) I have to say it's pretty tasty. So, cheers. Cheers. All right, so let's talk about you and what drew you to distilling. You know, tell me about you and, you know, your story. So I've been in the Navy, the Royal Navy, for 21 years. Travelled the world, travelled to America, Canada. And one of my biggest goals was eventually, once I leave the Navy, set up my own company, work for myself, have a little team working for me. And it took me a while to decide what I really wanted to do, but it came apparent by going ashore with all the guys and girls in every port that I wanted to get into the alcohol business. My dad had worked in the alcohol business most of his life, and I decided... Initially, in 2018, I had a few years left in the Navy. I still got a couple of years left now and decided to set up a small business making gin boards and gin flights, which are, we know them in England as like luxury gin, gin boards, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what we used to do is we go around all the shops and bars, restaurants, selling them and making them as serving platters for different restaurants and bars. We then sold them at Shaw's. And then we moved into the gin and working with Cornish gin distillers and getting all of our licenses. And we sold near enough all of Cornish and Devon gins at markets and became like a mobile gin shop, which got me to learn a bit more about the gin. But during my naval travels, what I knew the long term at the back of my head was to make my own gin. So learning a bit about the botanicals, UK is not really great for juniper berries, so where we could get those from. So my husband and I went to Croatia, found that there's really nice juniper farms there. During the Olympics over in Brazil, the acai berry is really popular out there. And we got all these botanicals together and decided right in literally as lockdown happened back Mm. in 2020 and we decided right we'd played around with the recipe we'd got sort of it right but there was just that one last thing contacted the lady who we spoke to in brazil 
got the Akai Berry sent across, got them mixed into the gin and Cornish Blue Flamingo gin, which we'll go into in a bit more in, in detail in a minute. It's a London dry gin, but with it being dry, that, that was only going to go to one sort of customer, which is my dad. My dad loves dry gin. Right. But what I didn't want to do is produce a gin which was just dry. So the Akai Berry brings all the flavours of all the other botanicals which we've got, and especially the honey, the black bee honey, brings all the flavours out and brings that little sweet kick as well. So the sweet gin drinkers like it as well. So, and then, yeah, we launched that the 17th of December, 2020. Wow, that's an amazing story and sounds so yummy and I can't wait to try it someday. Hopefully not too far in the future. So... You don't currently yet, but you will soon, have your own distillery. So where and how do you actually create your gin, bottle your gin? We have quite a large unit where we store everything, we produce everything, we wax. We do a lot of the main work of the bottles. But with me being in the Navy, and that is my primary full-time job at the moment Mm -hmm. until 2024, what we do is in Cornwall, there's over 47 different gin distillers now. We've got a lot of gin distillers, but not a lot of distillers themselves. So Mm -hmm. what happens is, is where I make my gin, Colworth Farm Distillery, lovely distillery, won a lot of awards, San Francisco awards. So a very good company. They rent out their facility and allow people like myself to come along, showcase my recipe, and then make my recipe down there in their distillery. So I go down to the distillery. I do everything myself. We the botanicals out we get it all into the still we distill it and filter it and do everything down there and it depends how busy i am if i can bring it back to the unit and wax it and do all that my unit i'll try but sometimes we just get down there and and we just get it all done and boxed up and then take it back up to the unit but it's all my own little baby and that's where a lot of distillers in cornwall do this because the equipment is so expensive and get all the licenses and that's our next stage once I leave the Navy, but at the minute, this is a perfect mix for us. Yeah. Sounds like I need to come visit Cornwall. You do. <laughs> that many yeah. distillers. Holy crow. That's amazing. And such a, what's the population? I'm not actually sure the population of Cornwall. It's quite big. We always say in Cornwall we're separate from England, but we're not <laughs> with England. But, um. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Wow, that's really cool. Okay, so let's talk about your gin, the Cornish Blue Flamingo. Now, you mentioned a few of the botanicals and all that. How did the naming come about? How did you come up with the idea? All that good stuff. So I'm part of the LGBT community. I came out when I was 25 and I've always been known as quite flamboyant. Obviously, you can't see me. You can see me. I can see you. He's got a lovely shirt on, by the way. I'm always known to wear flamboyant shirts. Well, husband and I were sitting thinking of names for the gin. And initially it was going to be called Blue Flamingo, just Blue Flamingo Gin. Mm -hmm. Not with the Cornish part in there. It was just going to be Blue Flamingo Gin. I won't name names, but there was a company out there which didn't like that and had a little bit of a trademark battle. But we came to some compromise, changed the name slightly to Cornish Blue. And then Flamingo Gin is the name of this gin. So the reason for flamingos, it's a bit like a black swan or the odd one out in the crowd, is obviously a blue flamingo, a mythical bird. And as it says on the front of the bottle, it's a smooth and mythical blend, uniquely distilled in Cornwall. So it's a mythical creature. 
But what we wanted to do is a group of flamingos is called the Flamboyants, which obviously everyone knew me as quite flamboyant. So it was quite a good mix. And obviously the bottle itself is obviously a lovely blue. Everything's etched onto the bottle. And then we've got the pink wax on the top, which goes back to obviously the pink flamingo. And that's one of the reasons why we named it Cornish Blue Flamingo, because one... It's a bottle which you won't miss standing on the shelf. And two, we know that it's a nice taste. We're biased. Obviously, we like it, but reviews come in and obviously a lot of people do like the taste, which is good. And there's 16 botanicals in total, which we can go through those as well if you want in a moment. Sure, absolutely. And for those of you who can't see the bottle, it's this stunning blue with white, correct? Engraving, I guess it is, right? Oh, etching, right. Uh, white etching because like the world at the minute we're all about eco-friendly plastic free save the planet and the big thing for us was i've done loads of beach cleans and we do lots of get the plastic off our local beaches so we wanted to produce a product which no plastic in which there's not the corks made out of cork and wood the bottle has etching on it so it's a blue bottle with white etching all of the label and that's every label so as soon as we win an award once we run out of that batch of bottles, the design slightly gets changed and the award gets printed onto the bottle. So there's no stickers because a lot of people don't realise how much plastic is in ink, which is in the stickers. Mm. So we went away from that. Unfortunately, in the UK, we have to put the HMRC, which is like our tax label on. So there's a tax label on there, but that's the only thing on the bottle, which is not ours. It's obviously the tax man's. And then the wax and the ribbon around the top is also. So the big thing for us was plastic free, eco-friendly, recyclable. And then this year, first time we've mentioned it is we're going to launch a refill pouch so then we will tell people to buy the bottle for life so that's a bottle for life you then keep it on your shelf and then you can just nice and easily through the door through the post don't have to worry about being left on the doorstep is a refill pouch to refill your bottle back up and then the pouch is made out of biodegradable material so then that can go in your compost and all get recycled wow that's amazing i should have more distilleries do that i'd love to get refill pouches (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about the botanicals a little bit more. You did mention some, you know, you don't have to give away your secret recipe, of course, but what would you say, aside from the berry, and I can't pronounce that one either, acai berry? Botanicals. So botanicals, a lot of companies should tell you all your botanicals. You can't really get any allergic reactions or allergens because of the distillery process. People, some so scientists, some scientists says yes, you can, some scientists says you can't. We work at our distillery where there's if you've got a nut allergy, we've got macadamia nut in. But when you do all the distillery process, it's the flavours of the product, not the actual nut and allergen itself. So it's really strange because some people are worried that there's all the allergens. So I think it's going to become a law that eventually you will have to, on every bottle, name your botanicals, which okay. isn't a problem because it's all to do with measurements. So we use, I don't know if it's the same with yourself over in Canada, but we use grams. Yep. So it's a certain grammage, which obviously that's the secret recipe and we can't right. go into that one. But we've got lots of different botanicals and there's a lot of distillers out there which use all dried botanicals. We wanted to move away from that. It costs a little bit more money and that's why we're an artisan gin, but we use fresh rosemary grown in Cornwall we use fresh basil grown in Cornwall we use the three peels so the orange peel the lime peel and the lemon peel all fresh so those botanicals straight away are all bringing all those extra flavors 
and then the acai berry, which we get over from Brazil. So that's a lovely berry. It's a bit like a blueberry, blackberry mm-hmm. type thing. And then we've got fresh lemon thyme as well. Fresh lemon thyme to bring out that floral. And then one of the final, I think there's another one, elderflower, which is... Ah, um, oh, so good. Trying to, trying to remember all the fresh ones. And then finally is the black bee honey. So black bees in Cornwall nearly became extinct about four or five years ago, and it was just the average normal bee. So the black bees, bee association set up, and right where we live with this big, nice manor house, they've converted all the gardens and along like the peninsula, along the coastline, beehives all the way along so we get our black bee honey and then last night which we obviously you can't see but the last night we launched our honey which is in our gin like separately in a jar as well to buy which is along the preserve lines but going back a step with those botanicals because there's so many fresh botanicals what we didn't want to do is once you've peeled the lime limes the lemons the oranges you're left with the fruit so is there just a lot of wastage there so we Touch base with another small company in Cornwall who makes preserves and sauces and jams. And then we make our own preserve range, which has got, so we've got things like rosemary, basil and mint jelly, which is lovely with meats and vegetables. Mm. We've got acai berry jam, which is lovely for on toast or in a, my husband made a lovely Victoria sponge and use it instead of strawberry jam. And then we've got obviously the honey and then the sauces, which have gone crazy, like the jalapeno and lime sauce and smoky barbecue and honey and mustard. You're making me hungry. (laughs) (laughs) But then the good thing with all these products, apart from the honey, every preserve has our gin in and then obviously cooked in the cookery process Mm -hmm. and the alcohol side of it off. All the flavors which stand out in the gin obviously enhance the preserves as well. Absolutely. Man after my own heart, cooking with gin. Cooking with gin. Yeah, like in my cookbook, I have recipes for, you know, jam with gin and various things in it. So I'm so happy to hear of another company. You're pretty much the first one that I've ever talked to that actually is actively using gin to create food of some way, shape or form. So I think it's going to be the next big wave is cooking with gin, not just loving the drink of it, but to cook with it. So your preserves and sauces all sound amazing. And for those listening, there will be a link on the show notes to access all of that. So you can check them all out for sure. Okay. Now, you know, this is the time where we talk about a gincident. All my guests are supposed to share a fun gincident story. What's your gincident story? It happened not that long ago, Christmas. My family's quite small, so there's myself and my mum and dad. And one Christmas, nice, quiet Christmas, relaxing Christmas and chill, play games, watch TV, Mm. drink gin. And then the next year, my husband's got four sisters, a brother. They've all got children each near enough. And it's a very large family. This year was... 27 and obviously with me having the gin company we uh-huh. brought gin down we've brought the tonics down we've brought all the bits and bobs down so this year i decided oh we'll take a case of my gin and tonics down so 24 mm-hmm. tins of gin and tonic in a mm-hmm. can and i ended up drinking the whole case uh, it was near enough two and a bit bottles of gin <laughs> I won't say crudely, but Joshua's, my husband's mum's <laughs> bedroom was covered in, all I can say was the leftover Christmas dinner and gin. Oh! Not very nice. Not very nice. 
the worst thing was is I couldn't walk properly and couldn't get down the stairs. So I went into the bathroom and you know your little well, you put your toothbrushes in, yes, like a yes. little, little mm-hmm. cup. And obviously it's got the residue of the toothbrushes every time you put them in, and it's not something you clean out regularly. That was the only thing I could find. And I took the toothbrushes out, filled it up with water, and I woke up the next day with it made me feel ill for days and days. But yeah, that was my last. That's a pretty major incident, but it hasn't turned you off gin. It's definitely not turned me off. Well, then a couple of weeks rest. (laughs) Okay, so. How can people learn more about Mother's Ruin 1751 and your Cornish Blue Flamingo Gin? So the name Mother's Ruin 1751 is the company's name. That's what we set the company up because we can produce lots of products, gin-related products. Back in 1751, an artist called William Hogarth painted two pictures, Beer Street and Gin Lane. It was a big, massive, well-known picture, and I'd recommend anyone to go and have a look at them online. Two lovely photos, and one was down the Beer Street, so the English gentleman walking around, beautiful things in the background, just making it really nice, because all the money and all the taxes were getting paid through those, and it made making out that the economy looked great. Right. Gin Lane, on the other hand, was the back streets of London, women lying there with their babies falling out their arms, <laughs> drunk, bathtubs filled with liquid, pawn shops where we sell all your bits and bobs and to make money just so they could go and buy a keg of gin so it was like the run down mud and rats and everything running around so it's because it was so cheap to make gin and then all growing up all my life I always knew that mother's ruin was related to gin and you mm. ask any of the generations as they know that the mother's ruin is gin so yeah so the name was big and that's what we set the whole company around the name of mother's ruin And then we've got our website, which is mothersruin1751.co.uk, where all of our products are on there. We've just revamped our website. You can get the Cornish Blue on there. We're hoping to get our export license over to Canada. And hopefully in the next, can't say when we're coming, but hopefully I'm coming over to Canada. And I'm also coming over to America and stuff very shortly. So the preserves, I need to look at the website because I think we've just got set up as UK at the minute. But once we've finished this and had a look at this, I'll go on the website and have a look at see whether we can ship the preserves because there's yep. no alcohol. And little things like the preserves are unrealistic to buy just one jar of oh, preserve yeah. and then ship. You've got to buy like five to make it really worthwhile. Absolutely. So that's something which we can look at. But hopefully within the next year, that we'll have all these because as we discussed before, it's really hard to get your licenses to go external of the UK. But yeah, so website, Instagram, please follow us on Instagram. The more followers we get, the more chance we get to come across to showcase our gin. So Instagram is exactly the same, Mother's Ruin 1751. Facebook, Mother's Ruin 1751. And same as the website. Yes, and I'll be putting all that information in the show notes. So for anyone who's looking, you can check out our show notes for all those links so anything else you'd like to share before we finish up like say please look at the website we've got gift sets we've got our own little branded bags obviously i know you can't see but our own little branded bags all shop for life all like bags for life Mm -hmm. and we just thank you very much for bringing us on here today and going through the products and hopefully you all get a chance to get one what we do say is anyone out the country who does manage to get their hands on a bottle, if they've come on holiday to the UK and they've bought it and taken it back, 
as soon as it's on your shelf in Canada, America, Australia, anywhere where you are around the world, take a picture. We'll Instagram it. We'll thank you. We'll do whatever you can. And if you're ever around Cornwall in the UK, drop us a message. We're more than happy to show you around the distillery, give you a few cheeky gins, to give you a few little things to take home with you. And the more people who do that, the more people will get to know us. And hopefully in five years' time, we'll be millionaires. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I'll be coming to Cornwall and we can drink gin together. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, and there you have it. Everything you wanted to know about Mother's Ruin 1751, Cornish Blue Flamingo Gin, all their super yummy products, and so much more. Thank you so much, Craig, for being here today. And thank you for listening. Be sure to leave us a review and check out the show notes for links to the Mother's Ruin 1751 and the ginshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs. And until next time, remember, be a ginvincible force of nature. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired, brought to you by the ginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, let us know by leaving us a comment and a review. Or drop us a note at heather at the ginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin.